This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and the lovely Zoe Lyons. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Morning, girls. Morning. Oh, morning. Hey, greet- <laughs> greetings to the queue. I think there's anyone listening in the queue. Well, possibly. Could Can I say, I, I wish we had a live feed of the queue. Listen, I'm obsessed. If you're in the queue and you're listening to this or whatever, do let us know because I'd love a queue. When I say the queue, I mean capital T, capital Q. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have our own the queue correspondent who's yeah. down there. Oh, Brilliant. And let us know if you spot any uh, famous faces. You never know. But I'll settle for any queue anecdotes, any queue-based anecdotes. I, myself, um, two weeks ago, queued um, to see the relics of St Bernadette. Oh. I don't mind a queue. You know how to live, Frank. I'm going to call that a peak you story. Yes. Well, it's about, you know, it's what your priorities are. And uh, I was happy to queue for that. There was a very nice queuing atmosphere, as I'm sure there is in the in the queue. How, how long was your queue? Well, it wasn't that long. Okay. I queued for half an hour. Oh, fair enough. Well, that's a commitment. Yeah. What annoyed me is I saw uh, Phil and Holly going in uh, <laughs> up front. <laughs> Laminates on. They've got a form, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, not even Catholics. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Just nosy. <laughs> Did you hear the rustling of la- laminates? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, so I don't... I would say I queued for 18 hours to get Rolling Stones tickets in 1972. I hope I never reach a stage of my life where there isn't something worth queuing for. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There is a purity to it, which I imagine appeals to your Catholicism. I I just think, I bet you it's a great old atmosphere in that queue most of the time. I went actually went and had a look. I did my version. I went and had a look at the queue you see, the other okay, day, yeah. just to see what a really big queue looks like. You see, I get queue anxiety. Do you? Yeah. How do and you fare in pret a manger? Well, that's because the, the filter throws havoc. I just know that if I joined this particular queue, when mm. I got to the front of the queue, I'd realised there was a much shorter queue, just a couple of queue lines along, oh, very yeah. much like in a sort of supermarket scenario where somebody was a lot quicker oh. and more efficient at getting people through the queue. I'd be like, oh, damn, you should have moved. Well, I had, I had an incident in the St Bernadette Relics queue. You always mm. do. They're touring at the moment, by the way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's mainly thigh bone. There was rumours there could be a kneecap. <laughs> we don't know for certain. <laughs> they don't give you the details. But it was, I mean, I, I don't, I met, I went there in all sincerity and prayed at the le- at the relics. I'm not trying to pretend it was comedy. Um, but I had a woman in front of me, and this is a problem I have in queues. The ones who were looking around at the rest of the queue and stuff. Mm. And ahead of them, people have moved forward oh, and there's a gap of, say, 20 feet. And I'm thinking, would you just... Move forward. Oh, already that set me off. That set me off. A slow mover in front and a fast mover behind. That's absolute cue anxiety. I've got an even worse thing. How do we feel? And I don't have to ask how Frank Skinner feels, so let me rephrase this. Zoe, how do you feel about uh, the cue joiners? Oh, I was saving my place in the queue. Oh, yeah, oh. I have one of those. My family are down there. <laughs> yeah. And? and yeah. <laughs> you don't get, to be honest, in the St. Bernadette queue, there's a lot of love and, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of kindness going on. No, but the saving the place. Saving the place, I, I'm not on board with that. My wife will do that with for people or, or we'll spot people in a queue that we know and then we'll go, well, should we join them? And I will like, never, no. never. I would rather spend my last days in this queue. Wow, respect. Then, then do that. I respect. Just, you're yeah. a you're a formal uh, formal. I'm cure. very formal queuer. It's been it's been often said of me, Frank. One of my um, queuing. Uh, one of my distinctive queuing activities, because I refuse um, firmly to join in with the modern world um, fascination with luggage on wheels and I just carry a bag, no. is I do, when I queue at the airport, I slide it along with my foot oh, along yeah. the ground. That, that's a... Oh. <laughs> oh. Every now and again, like a horrible dragged Frankenstein eagle foot. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> oh, man. But I do love a queue. I'll tell you what, if you've got any um, memorable queue anecdotes, if they're from this, the queue, that's great. But from any queuing you've done over the years, um, I've got one actually about the Rolling Stones, which I'll share with you soon. Uh, we've heard from Kate, Frank, who says... Oh, God, I, I didn't think that, I didn't think we'd get in that high <laughs> on the queue. Fantastic. <laughs> what does Kate say? She says, when they open a new till... She's complaining about the concept of queuing, obviously. When they open a new till and the people at the back get to it first, oh, it yeah. drives mm. me and saying they should have a system. But I have to say, Kate, some people, when they open a new queue, they just look... Mm. The person says, do you want to join a new queue? And some people just look and think, oh, I don't know what to do here. Mm. That's you me. know, you have to reward people who just get in that new queue. It's no good being resentful. You had your chance, Kate. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You're the same, Zoe. I'm the same. You don't move across. I sort of jitter. I jitter again, the queue anxiety. I had, a, I had a weird thing in a queue recently in um, Munich Airport. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was going through... The, what was you uh, queuing for? Grolsch? <laughs> yeah, you know. You know me and my sauerkraut <laughs> addiction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Take your private jet to get sauerkraut. Like Elvis used to do yeah. to get um, deep-fried banana and peanut butter sandwiches. I'll go anywhere for a bit of fermented sandwiches. cabbage. <laughs> So go on, you're in a queue in Munich. In the, in the airport, yeah. Passport control. I've got an Irish passport, so I'm in the EU queue. Oh. EU queue with my Dutch wife and our little passports. And then there was a British family in front of us with their British passports, but in the EU queue. Oh no, out of date. Yeah, their eyes were flickering back. To, they were kind of going. Do you think we'll get away with this? I don't know if we'll get away with it, Jeremy. <laughs> just don't panic, Jeremy. Just hand it to the gentleman. <laughs> We shouldn't be in this queue. And it was it was wonderful watching them. They did actually, they did let them go through in the end. But I did, did tap them on the shoulder and went, "You're in the wrong queue." Did you? Oh. You didn't. What can I just queue. say? I am so jealous of you having that moment. I dream of moments like that. You're in the wrong queue. Well, I went to Legoland. There you go. Oh, Showing off again. It's <laughs> like twenty-two quid to get in Legoland, and I love Legoland. I'm in Miniland, a work of art. But is it twenty-two quid? Is that a flat rate, or is it children flat, go cheaper? That's a flat rate. I think mm. Phil and Holly get in for nothing. Oh my god, the laminates! <laughs> but anyway, I um, I on the way no. out, I no, said, no, it, no, it no, said no. have your parking, uh, have your parking ticket ready, and I thought, hold it. <laughs> so you charge to park. You go to the place, and you charge to park on their car park. But you've oh, no option. No, you can't have it yeah. that way. Well, I mean, how are you going to get there? Yeah. Can you get a bus to Legoland? It's a massive... Get a fabulous Lego bus <laughs> from Lego City. <laughs> and everyone who drives it has that weird pudding so, base and haircut. And I thought they probably, yeah. And I thought they probably, they probably won't ask. You know, it'll be fine. But of course, I ended up having oh. to. Uh, so, yeah, that's horrible when you're in the wrong wrong queue mm. when I queued for the uh, Rolling Stones for 18 hours it rained all night <laughs> and we lay on the pavement in New Street Birmingham and we played cards and the cards I not, do not exaggerate literally disintegrated <laughs> in our hands they literally turned to papier-mâché wow. it got, we got so wet and I remember when I got home I had white pants on and they'd gone black with the the dye from my jeans that had run into them. We got so wet. But I got second rail Rolling Stones tickets. I'm not oh. sure I'll ever recover from that story. No. <laughs> Bits <laughs> of it. Would you like to briefly hear about Iona Faz, one of our regulars? My mum and I were very British... Um, in the queue at Disneyland Paris, waited to have a photo with Goofy, but unfortunately grown men were jumping ahead of us. Oh. He's a popular lad. Oh, he is. But in the end, Goofy interjected by stopping the queue and gesturing us forward. Really? Oh, respect, Goof. Yeah, because I find Goofy often, he's, if, you, if you was to say a fault of Goofy, he's reticent. Mm. He lacks confidence. Yeah. My tip is the dungarees. The way he's treated by um, Pete... The next door neighbour in that in that Christmas goofy, you know what I mean. But I like to hear a bit of uh, self. You've probably read one of those self-assertiveness <laughs> books at last. Respect to Goofy. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
We haven't heard from anyone in the queue, have we? I'd love to have yet. someone. I don't know. Do you queue. think that they are in the queue? Are they allowed to listen to the radio in the queue? <laughs> they're allowed to do what they like. No, they are. They are not. There's queue rules. There's one thing they're not allowed to do. We know what that is. What's that? I think we know already. Some have done it. Podging in. So we used to call it at school. What did you call it? Podging? You're podging in. Podging in. Podging, yes. Oh. I don't know why we called it that, but we did. <laughs> I noticed in the queue they did have that sort of um, crocodile system, the old you doubling back on yourself. Yes. Again, that sets me off. <laughs> because The trouble is there's a lot oh. of eye contact in yeah, those ones. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> the same people over and over. And then, inevitably... One of the little little gate bits will pop open, creating oh. a sudden oh, yeah. vortex into an earlier part of the queue. Oh, no. And that's when I just lose it. I lose it then. I... Like, somebody's going to go. It's going to go. They're going to go like Mercury. And if one person goes, they've all gone. I get the feeling that this queue's pretty well behaved. Do you? I'm putting it second well, only that. behind the St Bernadette queue as far <laughs> as etiquette is concerned. Carry on. You say that, but currently trending on Twitter in the United Kingdom is hashtag Q jumping. Oh. So, oh, can I make say? a confession? Go on. You know what so I told you? You I do queued, every week. I queued. Um, I, I do actually. I queued <laughs> for eighteen hours for the Stones, as I said. But I also went with a mate to see T Rex to get tickets for mm. T Rex at Birmingham Odeon. And when we got there, we didn't realise how big T-Rex was. An enormous, enormous queue. Mm. And they were letting people in 20 at a time. And we just walked in with the 20. And we didn't. We jumped about 15 hours a queue. I mean, it was a bad thing to do. But, you know, times were different then. Morality was a bit more fuzzy. <laughs> I'm quite queued for Nick Haywood. Remember him? Oh, Thank of course, you. yeah. Packet 100, fantastic how, day. How long oh. did you... Uh... It was Well, unfortunately, it was when he'd he'd gone solo, I think, just as Nick. Oh. A, a confident move. Yeah. Just paired it right just go down. for the Nick. Yeah. yeah. Was he called just Nick? Oh, I don't know if we just called... I think he was sort of he marketed. He just called himself How? Nick. It's but not, it's not a distinctive enough name. Well, nor was Steve, who on the X Factor, but it didn't bother him. Okay, did he actually do that? Steve Brookstein, it was like, ladies and gentlemen, the winner is Steve. Yeah, but that's just that. <laughs> it said it, literally said that. No, but that guy with the, with the deep voice used to do that. And now, Andrew! And you think, no, don't just say a name. Who are they? I know, but you'd think Steve could have made an effort to change it. It's just Steve. Steve is not, it's not a Madonna of a it name, is it? It was in big no. neon lights and it was so disappointing. There is a channel called Dave on the telly. I mean, it's, it's all in the that's same. So you've got to have a distinctive True. name. I um So Haywood, Frank, I queued um my parents were queuing at the Haywood Gallery. I was at Nick Haywood. You know? That's um, it, you have to rebel. And I would say probably queued for uh, a good few hours for Nick. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Nick underscore full stop. I um nah. Okay. No, it was actually. He's very. I really like Nick. Frank likes Haircut 100. I, I have to say, and don't take this the wrong way, Please I do. am amazed that you didn't have a contact <laughs> um, in the Phil and Holly mode that could have got you up front in that queue. In fact, not even needed to queue at all. Didn't you just flash your laminate? That's how I jumped. <laughs> no, not at that age. No. And, uh, do you know what? I think my parents thought things like that were character building. They were the sort of type, irritating types that if you stole something, they would make you take it back to the shop and apologise to the person. Quite right. Mm. Well, I remember when I first used to do the comedy store, I used to queue with the, yeah. the punters <laughs> waiting to go in because I just couldn't face walking, breezing past that. them into the... Yeah. Oh, we're so lovely, <laughs> Zoe. Oh, we're lovely. I've got low self-esteem. I know it's low self-esteem, <laughs> but we come over as so lovely, and that's important. <laughs> So, um... Ultra Magnus, guys, has been in touch. Oh, yeah. Old Mama... I'll start again. Old Mama Magnus. Why am I struggling to say that? You say it. <laughs> old Mama Magnus. It's quite weird to say. No, Old Mama Magnus. Yes. Uh, queued yesterday up at 4am to join it for 6.55am to see HM at 7.10pm. Very good work. Home at 9pm. Oh, that's not. That's quite a doubt. But that's, that's someone she'll talk about the rest of her life. That's my view on it. 
I suspect she will. Mm. I'll tell you what I would queue. I'd queue to see the new king sign an official document. <laughs> With a bick. Well, because one of the highlights uh, of the week, mm. and obviously it's been a difficult week for the country in many ways, but the king. I'm calling him the king because there's this thing of king and calling him King Charles. Oh, that king. Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? It's, you can just call him the king. Also, I heard on Absolute News they said, oh, and King Charles's car is a right. And I thought, I don't like Charles's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Charles's. What do you Charles's. Yeah, Charles's. Yeah. yeah, it's like a hive, some sort of beehive. Mm. There is something strange, though, if the previous person with your job title was Charles II. I know, I mean, it looks quite, quite different. <laughs> looks quite different. Um, um, but yeah, he was. Uh, I'm just calling him the king. I mean, you know, I get think. used to it. But you quite did. You quite like it. It almost felt like I was in some sort of 1840. It was like God save the king. God save yeah. the king. Yeah, I but you know it. what? I think we've established on this show. I'm a bit of a git, and it's good for me to have people in high places. So I think, yeah, yeah I get that. <laughs> And I was watching the first signing of documents when he became king. And it's, I can't really do it on the radio because a lot of it was gestures. But I don't have a silly little tiny table for two massive documents and an inkwell and some pens. So he was just... <laughs> get this. I thought he was going to throw it at the bloke. And I know that look from an assistant when they look oh, at you blankly that like that. And you're thinking, it was such a case of one job. You got one job. Just give me enough space to sign this. Anyway, the other day in Northern Ireland, best of all, he's given a pen, the king, mm. that leaks. Oh. oh, man. And he says, oh, God, I hate this. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he says, forgive this, it's a quotation of the king, so it's all right. I can't bear this bloody thing <laughs> and it's the, the thing all over his things are the best of all for me I'd like this on a t-shirt <laughs> every stinking time <laughs> oh the rage yeah but what's the aids doing one pen required to sign your name and it's leaking Every stinking time is your Every stinking time. You go away. You should use the Sharpie. They've got to be sacked, those people. But it's difficult. It's a problem because obviously we know my mother had a rule, no biros. You won't yeah. have biros. Oh, oh she, your mum too. Oh, she hated biros. <laughs> she <laughs> never, ever, ever sign your name with a biro. It's, no. it's, she thought it was rude. Just quills. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't allowed. We had to have... So we always had pens in the house. She just thought, if you're si you know when you're signing books to friends and things? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, oh, when yeah. I'm not here... <laughs> I'm sat at the front of my own queue of people waiting <laughs> for me to sign. No, I mean book. when you're giving someone a book. No, saying, no, fair enough. To Zoe, I thought you, you know the, an inscription. She thought that, so it's things like that. You have to have a fountain pen for that. But I do. It is a messy business. I know, but mm. it's the king signing an official document. Check the pen out. Have mm. a look at it. Mm. Don't just stand around. Do you still got those little cartridges in a fountain pen? You can't you can no, do that. Or, or you can sock it straight out the, out oh, the jar. There's, yeah, there's, oh, there's, there's an option. There's a lot if you've got one of those little plunges, well... Did Quink make anything else other than that? Because they were quite... Do you remember Quink? Uh, of course, yeah. But that was all they made. Yeah. That's enough, is it? <laughs> Ink? <laughs> I mean, it's it's fairly well I used. Him sitting around going, this will never run out. It will always be popular. But honestly, no. they might as well have given him a baby squid for what they gave him. <laughs> Ink all over the place. Every stinking time. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, we were talking about, um, well, what a week. It's, I'll tell you what, though. Um, you know, we were talking about Phil and Holly getting in privileged into uh, into the front of the queue. I um, I should have been on the telly tonight on mm. Blankety Blank, and I've been um, I've been shoved for Paddington, which just to show it's wow. not what you know in this business; <laughs> it's who you know. Paddington at the moment, of course, untouchable. But you know, yes. every uh, 
Every dog has his day, I'll be back. <laughs> well, you better go and buy some clothes. Can't keep trotting out that duffel coat. No, I know. Oh. The money he's making for old Mark Larkson. Where you were supposed you know to be that? sitting, would that be old just Mark a blankety blank? No, there'll be Paddington in oh, all, all, all eight chairs. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we And hosting. Um, no, yeah, Mrs... Jeremy Clarkson's mum, I believe, owns the copyright for the Paddington dolls. I think that's right. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's correct. We can check it. We love a celebrity um, link like that because off air, Frank asked a question, and I love it when I know the answer. What was the question, Frank? I can't remember. Okay. We were off air. Let me remind you. You said who's which celebrity's mother oh, yes. invented Tipex? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was? It was Mike Nesmith of the Monkeys, um, formerly known as Wall Hat, and who had a single which I still it's one of my earworms. I still sing perhaps three times a week, which is um a song called uh, Rio. I'm going to fly down to Rio. Which I just find, um, I can't get it out of my head. Well, so I decided to have a crush on him. Yeah. Because everyone fancied Davey and Mickey. And it was my, I'll fancy the drummer because then I won't have to compete with everyone else. No, no, that was Mickey Dolenz, the drummer. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying Mickey and Davey everyone fancied and I chose Mike. Okay, I see. Mm. Yes. Thank you. Yes, Mickey's suing someone for something interesting at the moment. I can't remember what it is. We've had some other outside work. <laughs> what's Mickey Dolan's? Uh, what's his current legal action? We've had we've had some other outside work. Sorry, Stephen Vadgama. Frank, mm. do you think the king was afraid of getting ink poisoning? Like we were all told we would get when we were kids if we wrote on our hands or licked the ink on yeah, our hands. Yeah, or chewed the pen. Has anyone ever died of ink poisoning? Is that a thing? I didn't lick a pencil because of lead poisoning. No, I think you have to be a tradesman to officially (laughs) lick a a pencil. Keep it behind your ear, have a little notebook. Um, And and one of those little pencils as well, not a full-grown pencil. um, The other day, I just... um, I was out... And I realised I'd got a pencil behind my ear from earlier, which I'd just forgotten about. I just put my hand and I thought, oh! And I got the pen. People must have thought, who does he think he is walking around with a pencil? It's quite a long pencil as oh, well. Oh, no, you can't do it with a long pencil. It's got a bit of short, it's got half a pencil. Where was, oh, where was it? Where was the nib? The nib? Yeah. <laughs> Where was the end of it, the pointy bit? The pointy bit, forward. The pointy have to go forward, yeah. There's no well, other option. It. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to offend the other people in the St. Bernadette queue. Never no. go nib backwards. No, you know, you know, that wouldn't be aerodynamic no. if you're, you're, you're pushing rubber forward. I don't forward. know where you put your pencils. I've not I've not done this before. No, no I can Nib rock. forward, rubber back. Have you yeah. ever done... <laughs> I'll remember that. No rubber at the front. <laughs> oh, Frank. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we say in our church. Oh, stop it, Frank. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. And this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Zoe Lyons. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I just saw footage of uh, David Beckham in the queue on the telly. No footage of me in the St. Bernadette uh, queue, no. I noticed. No. Somewhere. You'll be on a CCTV camera well, somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's not the same, is it? Just kicking your bag <laughs> forward. Not the same. Also, I just saw the king in full uniform. I bet they'd get the pens right when he's got the sword on. Oh, oh, they they get the pens right today. He's wearing the sword. You don't want any leaking. Imagine if the sword... Right! <laughs> <laughs> Who used this pen? Every stinking oh, time. That would be great. Uh, Frank, we've heard from our wonderful readers... Did I tell you when I met Prince Charles, by the way, when he, when, when he was Prince Charles? Yeah, but I insist you do. I met him a few times, um, but I actually went to Clarence House... Ooh. for a, a King James Bible anniversary um, event where he dished out the Bibles that they still got that. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Did he sign it? He said to me... Um, I think he has signed it. <gasps> oh. But anyway, he said to me... Um, yeah, well, the pen was all over the yeah. place. Now, he, um, he said... Um, 
Are you on um, YouTube? <laughs> I said, well, I am on there, but I haven't put my... He said, oh, I've, I've, I've got my own channel now just this week. And he said, um, he said I was reading some of the comments. Oh. And I said... Oh, don't do that. I said... <laughs> I said exactly what I said. Really, don't don't read the comments. And he said, "Well, I said no, honestly." And this is I often I always thought I only said this because he was a prince. I said, "I beseech you, <laughs> do not read." When I said it, I thought, "What am I saying?" Oh, beseech. That's fabulous. At least but, you avoided saying the. But whatever you think of the royal family, just human being to human being, I did mm. not want him to look at the comments on his YouTube because you can imagine some of the horrors you that are You don't want to be reading what Wyoming 64 has to say. No, 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 Nobody no. Nobody does. No good will come of it. But he said, um, maybe I'll get my assistant to vet them. So I said, I think that's, that's, that's good really, idea. really... Obviously, yeah. we've now established his assistants are basically rubbish, but um, even so... <laughs> Hard to sort of imagine Prince Charles as he was sort of sitting there flicking through his iPad, looking at the comments that people are like, "How dare they!" <laughs> <laughs> no, but he'd be he'd be upset, wouldn't he? It'd be it'd be horrible stuff. I remember on the way in, I looked at my phone, and you know when you're offered Wi-Fi, yeah, mm. and it said um, it was something like. Majesty one two oh, one or something <laughs> like that came off. I was his, got it got off with his Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, uh, I'd love it if he had a humorous, slightly cheeky. You know when people give Wi-Fi silly names. Yeah. I always lose about twelve percent respect for my neighbours when I see that. Yeah. Like there was one a whole twelve. It is about twelve because it just takes the edge off. It's like things like. Two gals, two gals, two gals, two gals and a guy, wife. I don't act that, and I think, oh no, can we just call it something sensible? I think I had a neighbour had their password was, or their name was, their um. Wi-Fi was um, Hillary Clinton's private server, <laughs> which always made me laugh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, they'd gone the extra mile. Mm. We've heard from the outside world, Frank. Can I briefly share this with you? We have more, more incoming. 597, Simon of Sudbury, one of our regulars, as you know. In a former life at boarding school, my friend Donal... Oh, Sir mm. so McIntyre... ..suddenly swung round from his desk in front of me grabbed my royal blue quink ink and drank it. Oh, I asked man. why. He said from his newly painted blue mouth, chin and neck, that he was thirsty. He suffered no ill effects. That's Simon of Sudbury. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I bet he left his mark on various places after that. Lovely. Well, Lovely. I don't want to even want to think Every about stinking it. time. Yeah. <laughs> It's good that he suffered no ill effects. His quink, the um, which that was like most people's ink of choice, quink. Mm. Does it now have to be called kink? <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, interesting thought. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Did I tell you I saw the queue? I went and had a look at it. I mean, just seeing that many people. Did you go? Oh, that's interesting. So there's there's cues to look at the cues. Well, I I just I I happened to be nearby, and from I had a really good vantage point of the queue. It's great. It's great seeing that many people disappearing into, into the, the distance. Yeah, it yeah. is. Mm. And not a toilet roll in sight. That's where that again. Oh, now you've triggered me again. Oh that's no, what don't do you go. Do? What do you do? What do you do? Actually, that was the last time I properly queued. Was petrol, obviously. Yeah. Obs. Well, petrol toilet rolls, they've been the big cues of... Uh, you know, I was once um, in a minicab on, on my way into the radio show once, going down um, Regent Street. Mm. And we passed um, Nike Town, is it called? Mm-hmm. And there was young men queuing. And obviously I was on my way here, so it was like probably half six in the quarter to seven in the morning. And there was young men who clearly been queuing overnight outside the shop. And I'd been talking to... Uh, the woman was um, Latvian, the driver of the car, and we'd been talking about she sang in a, a Latvian choir. And um, she said... "What? Are, I'm going to do the voice. I okay. think it's all right. What, what are those young men doing? 
I said they're queuing because the new trainers come in and they want to be first to get the new trainers that arrive. She made no comment. Mm. And then about probably 40 seconds later, she said, in Latvia, I have queued for cheese. <laughs> and I just said nothing. I just let yeah, yeah, it be. Yeah, I thought, I can't yeah. think of anything to say, say that might not be the wrong thing. Yeah, new release cheese. Yeah, yeah. Just, new, yeah. Che- new cheese just dropped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> new camembert dropped. Oh man, an organised Jordan queue. camembert, the new Jordan camembert. Mm-hmm. There you go. Now we were just talking about nails. Yes. Because mm. our our producer is a bit of a nails woman. Always She's has got nice nails. Our producer, by the way, Sarah got engaged to her boyfriend Matt Aww. recently. Yay. Uh, congratulations to her. That was it. Was really lovely, warm-hearted news to get, and she sent a great fe- uh, photo, which she won't let me put on social media, <laughs> which is her just sort of casually holding her hand yeah. so that the ring is in full. Glinting in the uh, but light. Like, just you know, so, oh, no, my hand just happens to be at the side of my face. And anyway, a, can I say what a manicure? Congratulations to uh, to Sarah and Matt. But um, we were talking about nails, and there's this thing now is that women have their nails done maybe men do as well as you know I think gender is merely a bourgeois construct but um, they have like the endings a different colour do you know what I mean yeah like a, is that, do you call that a French man well done I was talking talking yes. to a friend recently who'd got them done red oh, on hello. the end yeah. and she said what do you think of this and I said you look like you've been buried alive yeah, let's claw your way out that's, that's, a, not, that's a nice compliment <laughs> yeah. how did she take that <laughs> she took it you know <laughs> In a typical sort of, a bit like Camilla looked when um, Charles was going on about the pen. In like, all right. I've never had a manicure. Never Have you had, not? Never had a manicure. Oh, I'll pedicure. treat you one day. No, it's embarrassing. I've got. <laughs> What's embarrassing? No, I've got really stubby little feet. No, I don't like it. No, they shouldn't be embellished. I'm just so relieved that I would rather... cure was on the end of that sentence. <laughs> We've heard from our external correspondents, mm-hmm. our readers. We have an answer from Ultra Magnus, as you know, one of our regulars. To the remember, you asked a question regarding Mickey Delens. Mickey Delens, I'm sure. Sorry, I is gave it? him a French intonation. You, you might be right. I always <laughs> called him Delens in the old days. Um, well, you're right, because it's Ralph Lauren. People often say Ralph Lauren, but it's an American. Well, in, in the old days, though, we didn't really worry about. Um, no foreign pronunciations so um, when I talked about Saint Bernadette she would have been of Lords in the old days yeah. not sort of Lourdes or whatever we're going to call Lourdes yeah Lourdes. I'm trying to think my nanny used to go to Lourdes yeah so I'm trying to remember what she used to I call I think it. I'm slightly Lourdes. put off by my mum saying Lourdes well I've been to Lourdes and I still don't know how to pronounce no. it Lourdes. we'd say Lords. I've been to Lords, Lourdes as well of course yeah. <laughs> well we do have some news just in. Okay. On Don't call me Justin. <laughs> Told you about that. But let's get back to Ultra Magnus. Yes. Because he has intel on Mickey from the okay, monkeys. Okay. Uh, if 3am want to pick this up, by the way, some hot monkey news. He says, I believe Mickey is suing the FBI for access to the file they have on the band. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> that's that, what I remember. What could possibly be of interest <laughs> in that fact. They thought the monkeys were um, sort of symbolic of an alternative society and could corrupt youth. Wow, you got to love monkeys. America, haven't you? The monkeys. No, the you're monkeys. all right. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Mickey Dolenz was some part of the creative team behind. The Metal Mickey TV show. Do you remember Metal, Metal Mickey? Metal Mickey, About yeah. a lovable robot. Was I really Did he have handle? wiry hair? Oh, or well, am I, I thinking of the went... Smash robot? Yes, you're thinking of the oh. Smash. Metal Mickey was... The theme was tune was... It's Metal Mickey. He's a lot of fun. Is he? He was rather irritating, I seem to recall. We'll see. Well, anyway. I think he was also in the... Sort of maybe even 50s TV show Circus Boy. I think Mickey Dolan starred in that. 
I don't want to sound a circus boy. Yeah, yeah circus boy was great. problematic, circus always boy. A, always a top, uh, an elephant. What was his... I mean, was it We just didn't a, know then. What was his turn? Yeah, what was, but what was the... I think he helped out. All right. What, yeah, I would say, what, what was the narrative arc of Circus Boy? Well, it's a long time ago, but as I recall, it's, it was the days when people ran away to join the circus. I think he was part of the circus family. Like oh. the Flying Graysons, where um, Robin began his, uh, his work. Robin and Larry? Robin and... as in Batman... Oh, right, yeah. That Robin. Right. Oh, that Robin, Robin and Larry, who's that? Larry Grayson. <laughs> just got confused. Who was Robin? Oh, I've mixed up my genres, sorry. Hang on. Who was Robin no, we need, Who was Robin and Larry? I don't know. I got, didn't you say Robin Grayson? No. No, Dick Grayson was Robin. <laughs> oh, right, that, that's no. where I've got confused. And oh, then Larry no, no, Gra- we've got Larry, Larry Grayson. Grayson as, Larry as, Grayson was Batman. You know, I don't like this soup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You can't have Robin in with Larry Grayson and Dick Grayson. No, sorry, he got, he got all very confused. Let's just relax. Okay. 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 Where were we? Where did this even emanate from? Well, we were talking... Don't ask me questions like that. Right? Okay, I can't sorry. go that far back, but okay. I will tell you quickly that the bald barber in Weymouth says, Hi, Frank, we're off to London tomorrow. After numerous trips to Legoland, a.k.a. Q-Land, we are professional Q specialists, so it's no problem. OK. Mm. So he's going to Legoland. I like a PQM. Uh, 16, 16 pounds to park nearby and £8 pound standard <laughs> yeah. parking. That's all I'm saying there, Baldy Barber. What's he called, Baldy Barber? Baldy. You've, you've had that. What's he called? Another insulting element on the end. It's Bald Barber. Oh, sorry. The Bald Barber. Sorry, I thought and he had And you've a... called him Baldy Barber. No, I called him Bald E Barber. <laughs> like, um... Use all his initials. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there must have been Eric, Bald Eric Barber. Um, oh, God, I've upset the old... Uh, where's he from, Bournemouth? No, Weymouth. Oh, <laughs> Bournemouth. Maybe there is a Voldy Barber in Bournemouth. <laughs> that, um, do, oh, he, only, he only moved there for the alliteration. <laughs> Can I just say, by way of a plug, I've been watching on Sky Arts, Guy Garvey's something from the vault or something. And it's archive of popular music, so it's got things like on-scene footage of Kate Bush's first tour, Mm -hmm. an amazing um, Russell Harty interviewing David Bowie. What? That wow. It would Russell yeah. Hart is saying, no, you're sort of uh, spiritual. Do you, would you believe in God? Do you pray? Okay. And he said, um, yes, I I wouldn't enter into that for a 20-minute interview. I oh, thought, oh, wow, brilliant stuff. Now, it's great. If you like popular music, and I'm assuming if you listen to this, you do. Guy Garvey's fault. My only problem with it is the picture of Guy Garvey that they use on the titles and that. Guy Garvey, for some reason, has decided that he has to look a bit don't mess with me. And I think, Guy, relax, mate. Yeah, I always think of cardigans when I think of Guy Garvey. I think we should. So I'm talking about the elbow. The elbow singer, yeah. Tell you what I think of, though. A sort of a black shirt. um, Maybe sleeves rolled up. A little bit of perspiration. no, No judgment. Gentle but, perspiration. But he's really good on this. He's really good on this show. You don't, right you don't need the aggressive publicity show. No. What, smile. How? Have a smile, guy. I, I know the trap he's fallen into there, because um, <laughs> occasionally I have publicity <laughs> shots, and I think if you've had your makeup done and there's a light on you, your ego can just go away, and I'm like, right, I'm going to make this my... There's more to me than meets the there's, eye. There's more... <laughs> There is more to this woman. Yeah, just... I'm afraid I do the yeah. big wide eyes. Yeah. I still do that. Yes, do I know you do do the wide I eyes. I used to do it just to look like I was, um, you know, full of energy and funny, and now I do it as some sort of Stay proof away. of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also it smooths out the wrinkles quite a bit if you really do like a big open eyes and open Well, you know my godmother taught me. Ah, yes. What was that? Do you know who Emily's godmother was, Zoe? Who was your godmother? She was a 70s pop star. I'll give you a clue. She'll be before Zoe's time. Won't somebody dance with me? It's pre-Zoe's era. Um, She's slightly too up before your time, I think. She was called Lindsay DePaul. She had a little beauty spot here. She's a very glamorous woman. Yeah. 
And she taught me, she said, Emmy, when you get your photo taken, always put your tongue behind your teeth. Why? So I've always done it. Hang on, hang on, I'm going to hang it on. It lifts your chin. Oh, does it? Mm. <laughs> oh, game changer! <laughs> you see, I like having my... T- I like my tongue okay. slightly lolling out to one side. That's right. <laughs> Because I've reached that point where in photographs I can look a little bit like a Sharpe. You know, the the folding dog. Yeah, the dog with the folds. Oh, no. Yeah, and it's um, a little bit, a little bit, I'm going to say, turkey neck. Mm. Well, I saw... I saw happily a home video, not not anything for public consumption of me on the heath. And I had um, a wind-affected throat. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. So oh. That's, a, that's, a, that's a game changer. Oh. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, isn't this lovely? Just briefly, for, uh, 400 has mm. texted us, 400. Can I just say I'm 30 years old and I've always had a small crush on Frank. I don't even know where it began... Or when I first knew of him, but I love listening every Saturday. Now I don't normally read praise, but the <laughs> reason I'm reading that is we could all do with a little lift. Mm. And I thought it'd be nice for you to hear that someone's got a crush on you. I liked um, the slight <laughs> disclaimer on the crush, and <laughs> yeah. then it described as small. A small <laughs> crush, <laughs> more of a sort of squeeze, yes. a gentle squeeze. I mean, I feel safer for it being small, but mm. also. So we yeah. also liked that she felt the need to slightly undercut it by saying, "I don't even know where it began." No, mm. I as thought, if people I, would be saying, "Why?" I also thought she could have quite happily put obviously before small mm. <laughs> but anyway okay. we've trip advised I'll, the, take, uh... I'll take what I can get <laughs> yeah it's like when people say to you oh, you're my weird crush you're like oh it's yeah, I, you know who said that I saw an interview where I was someone's um, should, would but shouldn't <laughs> and who was that person <laughs> Sue Pollard oh <laughs> She was a very good family friend of ours, thank you. Oh, well, OK, but, um, I mean, I, surely me and Sue are in a similar position on the league table. She doesn't have, you know, you don't have to slum it, um, Sue, to... Anyway, I did um, this morning, before it was spoilt by privilege, uh, and uh, she came on in, um, in full... Um, pantomime, you know, the principal boy. Yeah, regalia. All that, all yeah. leg, legs out and yeah. all that. I said, that's an amazing outfit. And she mm. said, oh, I know you are men. You're, and then I can't say the next word, yeah. your compass. And I thought, I've oh, never dear. been so insulted <laughs> in all my life by Sue Paula or Miss Cathcart. <laughs> anyway. Frank, you know that how I knew it. She married my... um. My Uncle Peter, who is... She married uh, a policeman, did No, she, she was married to uh, my Uncle Peter. It was called my Uncle Peter because he used to be the partner of my Uncle John. It was that sort of family friend uncle. So oh, okay. Uncle John was my godfather. He was married to... Um, not married in those days, obviously, no. but they would live together, him and Uncle Peter. And then they split up, and my parents said, Uncle Peter and Uncle John are splitting up, and Uncle Peter is marrying Sue Pollard. Wow, wow that was very much against... I the, mean, we all had that as our, yeah, our childhood conversation. Yeah, well, he robbed Peter to pay Pollard. I <laughs> 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 Oh, Heidi, hi. So, listen, um, me and... Um, I watched a bit of Heidi Heidi. I watched it because, you know, my, par- my partner had two crushes as a child, Richard Bryars and Ruth Maddock. And I watched it, and Ruth Maddock was, I thought Something she was stunning. Both of you. Stunning. She had a great pair of uh, pins. Well, of course, she? yeah. It's all white shorts in the at, uh, Maplins. Oh, yeah. OK. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I'm just about to uh, tell you a story. And the producer's done that thing. She pinches that fleshy bit just under the back of the armpit. Oh, yeah. Which My means does that. shut up now. Mm-hmm. Yes, apparently Don Reavy, um used to practice that. Yeah. Uh, for, on corners in uh, in training. I was very briefly a front row member of the York University women's rugby team and I wasn't a natural <laughs> prop, so to get out of a scrum situation, I would just pinch the girl's underarm in the row in front of me. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Every week Zoe's on, there's some sort of revelation. I would say it's every stinking time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frank This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Zoe Lyons. Uh, you can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Now, first of all, we're eating a lovely cake, mm. which was cooked by Faye, the assistant producer, who was a, quite a baker. Mm. That was an exceptional piece of Fabulous bacon. Quite a baker. Mm. We're all very angry here that we think she's been uh, kept out of the great British Bake Off because mm-hmm. she works in the media. Yeah. That's what we think. Her unfair mm. advantage. Uh, I mean, ridic- that's like mm. when um, I once got a letter from Reader's Digest mm. with a man saying, I've worked for Reader's Digest for 20 years. I would love to be part of their prize draw, but I'm I'm not allowed because oh. I work for Reader's Digest. He said, so when us non-eligibles hear about people oh. who've been contacted and haven't bothered replying, we're shocked. And I thought, don't make me feel bad about not <laughs> joining the stupid Reader's Digest draw. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> what am I going to win? A Basildon Bond writing pad? Oh, lovely. Actually, I wouldn't mind one no, of those. That's quite yeah, good that's quality. a bad choice because I do like stationery. That was the height of chic, wasn't it? The oh. Basildon Bond. Well, look, as I've said on this show many times, I love stationery. And this morning, and like every day is a school day, I didn't know until mm. ba- Faye the Baker. Um, Faye the Baker announced there was such a thing. As a mouse for Tipex. A Tipex well, mouse. Yeah, it's not a mouse for Tipex. Oh, it is a Tipex mouse, yeah, which mouse. is slightly different. I didn't know either, because when Frank and I were using Tipex, we had to get out some Gauguin paintbrush. Yeah. And yeah. Hot. Exactly. And, and you've got thick Tipex around the edge and of that. it oh. turned into a sort of chim chimney, chim chimney. It looked like a sort of like awful chimney sweep. When I, when I had me manual in those days, me manual typewriter, I favoured the XXXX straight through it. And just Father did that. It's very Norman Mailer. Yes, I like that. Norman Mailer, of course, the most um, masculine man who ever lived. When yeah, he I'm went, when he went to cover the um, Ali George Foreman fight, mm. he was on something like the tenth floor of his hotel, and he—that uh, was where his room was. He went out onto the balcony and looked at the, the the narrow wall on the edge of the balcony and he said, I knew that before I left, I would have to walk. I'd have to tightrope across that just to prove that I could do it. That, <laughs> and he does it. Now, that's, what, that's when testosterone <laughs> yeah. comes. Like, yeah. But he did it, yeah. Yeah, I've never looked at a narrow wall and thought I'm going to have to tightrope across On the 10th that. floor? On the 10th no, floor. I've never no. thought that either. No. If he was with Miley, he'd be forced to do it with him. That's why we stopped hanging out. Yes. Just got too much, too much of a liability. Also, the letters all the time. He was a high maintenance. Sending me three letters a day. Three? That's how he got his name, apparently. (laughs) Anyway, what were you... I just want to share this with you. We've got a bit of Q news, haven't we? I just want to share this with you, yeah. The Q, capital T, capital Q. This is from uh, Rob C. Wynn. Okay. I don't know if that's any connection to... Uh, I don't know, it's Child of Rabsy Neb- Nesbitt. Oh, they decided okay. to play around with it. String vest, you're imagining? <laughs> yeah, loved it. I'm always imagining string vest. From Bidford-on-Avon. Mm. While, I'm, while I'm doing this, can you please think about who sits in the string vest chair currently? Ooh. I will... But I'd also like you to focus on Linda this. Linda Lusardi <laughs> brings to mind. No, I think it's still Rabsy Nesbitt, You know why it might be, yeah. If anyone's got any other... Do they st- could you still go out and buy a string vest now? Do we? Oh, I don't. Why are I you mean, asking me? <laughs> well, you had a weighted t shirt the other week. I just feel you know more about t shirts. Yeah, I can see you at 
pride. In a string vest. In a string vest yeah. with some sort of, with some know, sort of um, sta- statement brass. Can I make it absolutely clear? I didn't say Zoe in the sense that you look like, like you'd wear a string vest. It felt a little bit like that. Emily. No, I thought, I thought that's exactly that's what happened. Oh. I did not rank. I didn't mean it. I just felt as the fellow female in the room, I wanted some help. Would you go commando under a string vest or would you? No, you not if you were a lady. Up. You'd have to layer up, wouldn't you? Otherwise, that would... But I'm thinking of other gentlemen. If I went commando under a string vest, you know when you see string... I don't want to finish the sentence. You know when you see string beans under netting? Yeah. It would look like that. Commando under a string vest would be like feeding a gerbil through a cage, wouldn't it? You'd just get the little pink noses popping out. I think... It used to be very thick, the string on the vest. It was rope. I think commando under a string vest sounds like a very bad guess on catchphrase. Now we've gone further into string vest territory mm. in the uh, in the break. Well, uh, I, I think I can't really let this go, Frank. You said off air at yeah. one point you were saying, "Well, my dad and I, you know, we both wore string vests," and yeah. then you know we just wore them for sort of functional reasons, and then yeah. string vests, uh, sexy people started wearing them. <laughs> That's right. Sexy people started wearing string vests. Um, can we... I'd like to do a couple of minutes on sexy people. Well, it, well, I don't... Th- I, obviously, I love my father and I love me, mm. but I don't put us in the sexy people category. Oh. But I think, as Zoe Lyons <laughs> um, pointed out, Bananarama. Yeah. Which I don't know... I mean, we haven't checked this, but it's a pretty good call. Well, you wouldn't that- call it a string vest. It would have been a teabag top. I haven't heard of that. I thought it was something very bag. different. No, I think that's a smaller hole, isn't it? That's like uh, well, it's 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 um it's more of a perforation. Yes. Yeah, it's vertex. Um, yeah, but it but it was based on the string vest. But I'm on about a full on thick string vest. Are what? you? I tell you what, I'm thinking when but I think colored, of string but, vest, I'm thinking of uh, Eddie Yates in Coronation yes. Street. Yes, but I'm thinking sort of. Kate Moss in maybe a oh, lemon string vest. A lemon string vest. I'm oh, thinking of the sexy people. There yeah. you go. Sexy people. You've got to put Kate Moss in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love Frank. When this Advertising is... coat now, I notice, on um, big posters. Mm. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. Would, can we briefly discuss, if you remember, Zoe, yes. I uh, sort of trailed Rob C. Wynn's from Bidford on Avon's oh, yes. communicate with us. Yes. Oh, yes. Unlike the great Magnus, I didn't finish. No. So, I will. I was in a supermarket queue in Lisbon. A Portuguese... I like it so yes, far. Yes, lovely. Well, I love an, oh. the first line of an a first phrase or line mm. of an anecdote. Can I'm already really... thinking natter cakes. Yeah, but that I just think that's a great. What was it again? Just give us that again. I was in a supermarket queue in Lisbon. I love that. Yeah. One of my favourites, I had lunch with Sir Alan Sugar. <laughs> and he said to me, he said to me, I remember... People ask me why I'm friends with him. <laughs> that is the reason. And he said to me, I remember when I signed Jürgen Klinsmann for Tottenham on my yacht in Monaco. That was the opening line of the anecdote. What a... a. Fantastic. Well, wait till you hear. I omitted to even tell you the subject line. I saved that up for you of Rob Seawin's mail. Go on. Get family in a queue. No, this is sounding good. Mm, yeah. Get, get family. <laughs> a whole family, family of them. Oh, man. From generation to generation. His boy, Leroy. Get kids. <laughs> oh, get kids. <laughs> OK, let's hear them. I love a get baby. I was in a supermarket queue in Lisbon. A Portuguese man behind me told me he was in a rush. He was with a pram and had one item in his hand. No problem, I said. He moved in front of me and proceeded to take many store items from the bottom part of the pram... Oh, smuggling. ..and put them on to the conveyor belt. Yeah. His partner then joined with more store items from a basket to add. It was a Machiavellian queuing ruse they most probably did every time they shopped 
every stinking time. <laughs> I was <laughs> dumbfounded and showed my displeasure by being British and saying nothing, excepting I'd been played by this git family. I would have... I think I would have slightly slammed down the grocery separator. <laughs> the separator, you'd, yeah. you'd use that as an act of sort of passive aggression, yeah, wouldn't you? That's as far as you it know would what have I would have done. What was that? I would have said, oh, "I'm sorry, I didn't realise. Sorry, did you have more items? I, I'm sorry. I think maybe you'd." I would have gone full on passive. Yeah, oh. I don't know if that. I don't know if that translates <laughs> to the Portuguese. No, I don't. I think yeah. it's too much nuance. <laughs> You can't Abigail play that with no. What would Zoe have done? I would have done absolutely nothing. Got respect. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it is a weekend to celebrate Britishness in all its forms. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yeah, yes, we were talking before about uh, Faye the Baker and the cake <laughs> and not being allowed on uh, Great British Bake Off because of her connections. You're making it sound like something like a Balamori, Faye the Baker. Faye I the think baker. it's uh, Free Faye. It's going to be, we're going to stand outside the, what they called Love. Is that name of the production company? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should, this is, um, it, it's a, a sort of uh, oppression. But yeah. is it going to be one of those demonstrations like they have on Brookside with three pe- people? For extras with very too neatly painted signs going free fun. No, I think I can't imagine public sympathy being more fired up than someone saying that this person isn't allowed on because she works in the media. <laughs> I think people have feel that was really bad form. Mm. Anyway, the person who else speaking the of the Great British Bake Off is um, Emily and I went to an event. Um, in Hampstead, which is an area of North London. I am familiar. Um, Liberally. I'm speaking to the world. Oh, sorry. And, um, <laughs> I forgot about them. And, He's been uh, hanging out with his mate, the Archbishop That's what the Canterbury. microphones are for. That's why he said yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been you told her on air. I've weeks I've been... Oh, it's all falling into place now. Oh, man, you've revealed your string vest oh. off and everything. Oh. So anyway, and we went to the Great Hampstead Bark-Off. <laughs> Which was a dog show. And, um, Do you want to share some of the categories? The one that Cathy made me enter uh, my dog into. Well, yes. So, um, as you know, um, probably, right, um, Emily has a dog called Ray, mm-hmm. and he was entered into Mr. Hampstead. Mr. Hampstead? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's going to win me a lot of friends, isn't it? And, me, the winner um, of Mr. Hampstead. And uh, my dog... Um, I uh, entered into Miss Hampstead. You were bold with the categories. Well, we didn't invent the we didn't categories. Them. Okay, I don't make the rules. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, there was a Waggy's tail, a oh. golden oldie, and I um, wasn't touching that. I was not going near that. And Why? perhaps the most Hampstead category of all time, International Rescue Dog. <laughs> international Rescue Dog. The ones dog. that have been brought in from other countries. Wow. It was a bit stingray, stingray. Now that uh, International Rescue is Thunderbirds. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Frank, and I trust you on this. Anyway, I don't think I've ever been more gotted and outraged at any kind. I know I've sat through many award um, evenings where I didn't win. Mm. And obviously that's frustrating when you know deep down you're the funniest person on the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this, my dog wasn't even looked at and oh. ignored. It wasn't, the judge didn't, the judge, I'll be, I wonder what front it, the judge was the very uh, talented British actor Peter Egan. And can I say this about Peter Egan? He was the judge who completely ignored my dog. I was in a play. I was in art, the play art, with Peter Egan. I know you were saying that quite loudly, Frank. Not just day. that, I that. but I wasn't, cast, I wasn't cast with him. I'd been in the previous cast, and because they were in crisis, because of illness to various understudies, mm-hmm. I stepped into my part six weeks on, Mm-hmm. I was in Ed's diner having a, a cheesy chips mm-hmm. and I went across and I did the part, you know, the, the trooper. Yeah. To he help, said, he said to help amongst other people, Peter Egan out. Mm. 
22 years later, he blanks my dog. Wow. Is that fair? You're just don't think that's going to happen, do you? Oh, any of that. Any man. of that. I thought, you know, we haven't had a dog long. When I went into dog world, I thought it was going to be a fairer, more democratic place. Yeah. It turns out as seedy as those 1950s <laughs> beauty contests you used to get at British holiday resorts. Do they still have to do the swimwear round? <laughs> they didn't do that, no. But honestly, I've... Injustice, it's. I was genuinely and am genuinely upset. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So that's what happened to my dog. So your dog was overlooked? Overlooked. And not even looked. I mean, no, not even no. overlooked. It was Peter Egan wasn't the only celebrity judge, was he? No, no. There was also. There was Gail Porter and Michelle Collins. Mm. And a celebrity vet. But I think it seemed to be um, they were there as a presence, whereas Peter Egan seemed to be properly on the floor judging. You're absolutely right. He was very much an authority figure. I think he's an... I mean, to respect to him, he's an enormous dog lover. And he does a lot and of work, good and, work he, and he does a lot of good work, but on this day he did bad work. <laughs> did he do that thing where he held the tail up and, and supported Well, he didn't them? even see oh. the tail. He yeah. didn't even come over. OK. Oh. What else happened, Frank? Well, I got... Um, <laughs> if you enter your um, dog in the competition, you get a sort of goodie bag, entrance goodie bag. Mm-hmm. And mine, uh, ours included various treats. Mm-hmm. And best of all, a uh, squeaky flip-flop. Ooh! When you say Which, best of all, that'll become irritating. Yeah. No, no, but it's, she's she's taken. I presume it. it's not one you wear. No, <laughs> no, it's one you bite. <laughs> oh, okay, right. I um I, I I dated a photographer many years ago, and she told me that she was working in a dark room, and she had a Staffordshire Bull Terrier she was looking after, and she gave it a squeaky toy to keep it occupied while she developed some prints, and she was in the dark room, and she could hear. <laughs> of the dog yeah. biting it and she said after about 20 minutes she had <laughs> oh no <laughs> where he pierced it <laughs> what about when uh, anyway when hold, had... on, oh, hold on hold on never mind what about what about oh. your dog oh Ray so Ray top 10 he made Top, Top ten, ten. and out I'm of talking how many? probably 70 entrants I would have oh. thought so you're viewing it that that through that sort of positive prism, I am disgusted. Well, I'm standing it's disgusting. on. Remember, I'm standing on the losers' pedestal. <laughs> yes, but I went in there. Mm. I intentionally took Kathy's and Frank's dog walker, Kane, mm. London Dog Walking Company. I'm not mm. being paid. I just happen to think they're very good. Can we mention Chris, who also and walks Chris. for them, and who's a big fan of the show? Oh, love. Oh, I love Chris. Yeah, um, I took Kane in. Mm. I think Kane's an attractive man. I don't think he'd be offended by me saying that. And I think he, I thought he might be an extra appeal for the the judges. Maybe mm. didn't work. I took him in. They. I was pushing him forward. I was being quite pushy to get to that final ten. Was so painful. It was like losing to Germany on penalties. I felt sick. Mm. Mm. Who was Ray beaten by? Well. I don't know. I, I couldn't even look after what happened to yeah. uh, When I to got to the dog. final ten, though, Frank mm. was very generous in defeat. It was very magnanimous of you, because let's face it, your dog, it was embarrassing. There was no plasma. Oh. Frank punched the air for me. It showed you in a very good light. You punched your fist and he started videoing No, it. I was, it was waving so my fist at Peter Egan. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I didn't win. Frank didn't win. I know that feeling, though, because I have also entered my dog Groucho into a dog show in in Hove a couple of years ago, and he was completely overlooked, and I was a bit aghast Mm. because I think I assumed... uh, You don't know this because we're up in London town at the minute, but down in the uh, West Hove to East Portslade area, I'm quite a big deal. And um, I just assumed... Mazeltov? Yeah. I just assumed that, you know... That'd be enough. I'd get some sort of a nod. Okay. And uh, nothing. 
Absolutely oh, nothing. To hear that, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. How yeah. did uh, Groucho take it? He he wasn't happy. He's um... when they made the announcement, he said, "Well, that is the worst thing I ever heard." <laughs> did he did he go up to the other competitors and say, "Any club that wants you as a member?" I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he, he wrote to the kennel club and said that. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> I wish he would. Yeah. Now, listen, Frank, we've had some uh, missives through regarding the string vest. Oh, yes. Kind of. Have they identified any sexy string vest wearers? Well, we've had Ian J. Robinson. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid they're limited only to fetish shops. These oh days. no! Oh, oh those, those black ones, aren't they? Yeah, black string vests. Oh, nice. you get them around the Soho area. Yes, you do. I was on a silver mm. mannequin. What's that? Yeah. What's that oh, about? Yeah. Why the silver? Yeah. Why is the silver mannequin the preserve and, and of who the fetish needs, shop? Who needs a gas mask? I don't know. It's just handy. But, but why also, is this? Why is the, are those shops associated? Why do they think the future is sexy? As you call, what do you call them, Frank? Sexy people. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. Sexy people gravitate towards the silver mannequin. I don't. I've Age never noticed that. It's a fabulous piece of uh, observation. It is actually. Work. And don't make the same mistake I did. Don't wear your sexy vest, string vest outside on a, on a hot sunny day. You'll get terrible um, sunburn marks. Oh okay. yes. Yeah. Of course. Awful. Okay. I've never owned one, but that won't come as any surprise to anyone. Well, it. imagine string vest sunburn marks. Yeah. I'd rather not. You look Liz- like you look like a trellis. Yeah. Yeah. Linda I- Denegan. Jeffrey Hughes as Onslow in Keeping Up Appearances. My earlier Eddie Yates reference, mm-hmm. just uh, showing my age bit there. A lot of Onslows, a lot of Rabsy Nesbits. Um, we've also had some Q news. When I was in the Q on Thursday, okay. I met a history student whose favourite period is the Anglo-Saxons. Mm-hmm. Thought This is, this is from uh, Shelley Goldring. I thought it would be a lovely friend for Frank. Yes. Sadly, he's not heard of you. Oh. <laughs> I literally saw his face fall then. Yeah. But he has now. It's been a week of disappointments after the dog show. I also met a lovely lady who I affectionately referred to as the American. Oh. It's been a, it's been a real community, hasn't it, the queue? I wonder if people will keep in touch, the queue friends. Definitely. There'll be Christmas cards sent after this. Yeah, quick, how nice. Quick string vest, uh, bulletproof 1979, one of our regulars. An old boss of mine came to the work Christmas party in nothing but a string vest and shorts as a silent protest about not being allowed to do the DJing at the event. <laughs> he left the company by mutual agreement soon afterwards. Yes, I mean, it's a silent... <laughs> It's a silent protest that roars. Yes. <laughs> I am remembering that. Oh, yes. I'm using that at some point. Thank you so much for listening to us this morning. Um, I missed it last week. And Zoe, it's always fabulous to have you here because you are um, fabulous. Thank you. So if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.